0: Welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about Atier slash the gift season three, episode five, where Eski will want me to acknowledge that lots of stuff happened, although I'm still extremely confused about what's going on.
1: That's okay. As long as you admit that something happened as opposed <laughs> to last time when we were all yeah, in the <laughs>
0: More happened than last episode for sure. <laughs> Including a lightning quick drive to the other side of the country but
1: <laughs> which I'm sure we will talk about I,
2: I just need to say like honestly who calculated the distances on this show like have they never been outside? nobody of nobody
1: calculated that's why they that's why it keeps happening every season
0: let's take a short
1: drive to Mardin or a it's short drive to Dada
0: 15 hour
1: drive according to Google
0: Maps so yeah. right Jesus. um I am not drinking any tea nor do I suspect are you too, but <laughs> I'm very jealous of Sophia's Alvajores, which are maybe one of the best cookies in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not drinking any tea. Maybe I will after this, but I don't have any, like just barely before the podcast tea to report <laughs> this time.
0: That's disappointing.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm having some orange juice with soda. Water, whatever it's called in English, I can't remember. So, like,
1: homemade orangina, basically.
0: Yum. Did you get a soda stream?
1: No, but I want to. (laughs) That's why she has a can of like club soda and then (laughs) a bottle and then orange juice. (laughs) No free ads.
0: (laughs) But if you want to sponsor us, we're here. Okay, so now Sophia is gonna take us through what happened in this episode and good luck because it was so confusing. Yeah.
2: Honestly, I just really wanna watch Love 101 season two. <laughs>
1: That's, that's No, you script. really want to watch the rest of ATIE. <laughs> wow, so note to showrunners if someone watching your show with like 3 episodes to go in the whole goddamn series is like <laughs> I want to watch a different show, you're probably I mean probably think about pacing differently. It would be my <laughs> only suggestion.
0: Yeah, ouch.
1: <laughs> no.
2: Okay, so the episode starts with ATIE um in a very windy place. Um, just getting some wind apparently i'm no, just kidding she's wistfully looking at aden and just having wait let me just check to see oh yeah this is the right episode so then we see there um <laughs> yeah like like it happened before in oh god i just in in, in masum i like accidentally started watching this the beginning of the next episode. oh my
0: god no spoilers
2: <laughs> no no spoilers <laughs> Um, that was really funny. I wish that would happen again because that was really, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so they're going up these steps and it's like this nice, like very thoughtful moment. Um, while uh, Erhan and Umut are on the way to Mardin because that's where they decided last episode that they need to go to this monastery in Mardin. Um, and then In the meantime, we learned that Atiya decided to go to Ozan with um, Aden because she really kind of wants to understand better that vision she had and like why Aden is the way that she is. So basically there's that. And then um, Erhan and Umut are exploring this monastery and they're trying to like make sense of the symbols on the walls because they think that that's what's going to give them like some sort of explanation about something. Um, And so then Ozan and Atiye have this whole conversation and he's like, oh, so you saw what she sees and, you know, that my duty is to protect her even from you, like all this stuff. I think he said that last episode, but he's kind of like repeating it. And he's just like saying how she's really powerful and how she has this like these like really bad nightmares that he is like trying, like has had to like protect her and like help her sleep because like her dreams won't let her sleep. And, like, right as they're going to get into something deeper, she gets a call from Erhan, who's like, Yeah, I'm in Marden. Bye. <laughs> what a useless phone call. And so, Umut and Erhan um, somehow they find a cafe inside the monastery, which seemed quite unusual, if you ask me. But I don't know. Have you guys I would like, go there. come across? <laughs>
1: It didn't seem no. that weird to me. I feel like if it's now, a, I mean, it's still a functioning monastery, I think. But if part of it is like, you know, informative and kind of a museum, it doesn't surprise me that much.
2: Mm-hmm. So Ati is still trying to get information from like about Aden from Ozan and they're like talking inside. But like it seems like Aden can hear everything. I don't know we can discuss that in the gossip section it's not clear to me whether she can hear the conversation or not but she's like touching a purple stone (laughs) and like right as they get to some sort of climax of the conversation they like hear a crack and the stone is like in a million pieces and she's nowhere to be found found so they like run after her and then we go back to our friends, Erhan and Mumut, who are going through the monastery, whatever. And they find her like in another part of the beach that has this giant like concrete ruin on it. I don't even know what it is. We can all I was discuss- so
0: confused. <laughs> I thought she was still lost and then all of a sudden she was sitting on the beach again and they were watching her. there was like a Titanic shipwrecked on the beach i don't know <laughs>
2: what was going i know on. what the hell is that <laughs>
0: um oh and it, it turns out that
2: like the only thing that calms her nightmares is her drawing the atia sign or something or like that's something that like calms her down whatever so umut and Han are still trying to figure something out and then they meet this old lady who I don't know if she's Umot's aunt or it's just like an auntie, like generalized. Yeah, auntie. they
1: clarified that it's not biological, but oh, so it's like yeah, auntie.
2: Who? Spoiler alert! Is Nurjan.
1: Spoiler! Spoiler only
2: toss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a spoiler. It's just a fun fact, I guess. Um but I guess we'll get to Nurjan in a bit. Um, So they like sit down, like she's singing this song about these birds. Well, yeah. Is it a poem, a song? I can't remember. Like some sort of Um, It's a legend.
1: It's just one of those like myths, kind of like the, um, uh, oh my goodness, what's the name of the snake lady? I forgot her. Shahmaran. Yeah, Shahmaran. Yeah, so the Simorg is like similar Mesopotamian mythology oh. just a bunch of birds who don't realize that they make a big bird they think the big bird is like its own okay. thing but it's actually them it's like look within anyway i just ruined that whole myth for the world <laughs>
2: <laughs> and
1: so it turns out that that umut
2: well like they just sit down inconspicuously and it turns out that umut knows the end of the verse so that's how we find out that she knows this woman. um And then Ozan and Atiyah are still having, you know, this whole conversation until they realize that, well, Atiyah realizes that, you know, um, Aben is like either in pain or like having some sort of seizure, it seems. I don't even know. Probably just like a nightmare. I don't know. And so they sit down with this lady who like tells them the story um, because they're like, oh, something really bad happened in this monastery. But like, we can't find it in any history books. no it's not for history books it was told down from generation to generation
0: (laughs) i feel like from the tone of your voice you thought that was a little ridiculous
1: (laughs) (laughs) for what reasons nobody knew we're talking about a massacre
0: here take it seriously (laughs) (laughs) oh it was so
2: ridiculous the way they like like did it into the story like if they had done it like in a more earnest way like it wouldn't have been ridiculous like you know there's a lot of massacres that you don't read about because like like for whatever reason I mean for the reasons of the perpetrators probably like they are not very public but this massacre just seems
1: can we rank this um can we rank this explanatory dialogue versus um oh children look different children can look different uh, (laughs) in different timelines
0: oh man that's hard
1: (laughs) I don't know I think they're both uh they're both kind of milestones in this genre of screenwriting wow
2: (laughs) honestly it did feel kind of like a throwback to the protector because they are also
1: called protectors also oh yeah yeah like yeah they're like the loyal ones oh yeah protectors for
2: sure so yeah so basically she says that there was a massacre and that there were some protectors like there's these people that guard these ancient secrets and they were massacred for their secrets not that long ago like when when was a child so She's like, yeah. Well, you told me that my parents ran away. Ran away. She's like, no, your parents died. But I had to tell you a lie. Okay, that, that that one is the top one for me. Like, how is telling someone their parents just up and left more <laughs> logical than telling them that they died?
1: They do not but love you, but they're not dead. But they don't love you. <laughs> I
2: mean, are we are we now watching a Disney movie? God, <laughs> I felt so bad. It's like, yeah
1: it's like it's like when when parents tell their kids that their dog went to a farm but they died except like your whole parent your whole set of parents went to a farm without you and it's a really nice farm and you're not invited
0: right you're not invited yeah
1: they don't want to see you it's it's totally personal they don't want to see you (laughs) um so basically
2: this woman's like yeah like you have a lot there's a lot of secrets and whatever um, and, she, and then Umut's like, is there something you're not telling me? Honestly, like, it just might be that since I don't understand Turkish and I can't hear, like, the tonal shifts in her voice, like, it just sounds ridiculous to me from just reading the subtitles. But it definitely
1: <laughs> sounded really ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I was rolling my eyes at the whole, like, oh, yeah, I didn't tell you that your parents died. <laughs> I just told you they left. By <laughs> the
2: way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the way,
2: you're a protector.
1: Yeah, exactly. But- Were you wondering about that birthmark on your shoulder? Because that's what that is. You're like the only <laughs> one of your kind left.
2: <laughs> but Melek has that birthmark except on the front. But it's a tattoo.
1: Oh, yeah. I, and I did not make that oh, connection. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see.
2: So basically this this, pit, this auntie tells them to go to the house that Umut gro- grew up in. Um, and that there is where they're going to find all the secrets. Um, which, whatever. Um, honestly, like, I don't know how they're going to wrap up the show. I do not trust that it will be wrapped up. But, um, so Atie goes to help Aden. And basically, like, she touches her. And it seems to me, maybe I'm reading too much into this, that, like, it's the first time that Aden feels that Atie like, protects her. Or, like, helps her feel better we shall see. Okay, I don't even know what they talk about with this woman. So then um Umud, oh she has a birthmark on her shoulder we see it very clearly. That's cuz she's a protector. And then they're like in town and she's just like like reflecting on how like nobody ever told her anything and she's like finding out so much about herself blah whatever. Um I don't even know if there's anything relevant in this conversation. Except that she goes and tries to kiss Erhan, which helped.
0: I knew that so, was gonna
2: happen. Yeah,
1: God, why? They,
2: <laughs> like but in the car, they're all like happy and like lovey dovey, and Atia is like all in her earnest face.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: um, and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and he's like, "It's fine. We can still be friends. Like, who cares? It's all okay. Whatever." Okay, sure,
1: Erhan. Most unrealistic thing to happen on the show by far is a man (laughs) showing that much restraint.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, except, yeah, he, I feel like this is going to be real sketchy from now on, but we shall see. Also, it could be influenced by the fact that I finished a TV show the other day where, like, the guy cheats on his wife and is kind of an asshole about it, so. no.
1: Yeah. This is now, Yeah tainting your worldview out Ad- is really pure so don't let it don't let it cloud <laughs> your judgment oh god and then we
2: have melek sunbathing in the pool um, and she gets evilly well, she though ha-
1: everything is evilly. done with yeah, evilly because evil. yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, their hair is always wet so that right. makes it
1: evil. <laughs> <laughs> and i think red lipstick i think she still has that by the pool it's like makeup and yeah. any kind of hairstyling evil <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so she gets a phone call from ozan that's like what if i get atia to take me to go back to? and she's like oh well yeah that would like Move the plan into action, whatever. <laughs> so dumb. And he's there, like sitting in his douchey G Wagon, of course. And then John Su arrives, also always with wet hair, too. John Tzu,
0: um, Yeah, which I, is
2: also-
0: I. Okay, yeah, never mind. I'll save it. But like, they do not <laughs> do her any favors on this show. <laughs> because I think she's really cool beautiful and interesting looking and every time she shows up I'm like oh my god this poor girl like who did her makeup and hair
2: (laughs) (laughs) so okay this scene was so what the fuck like I can't even so she shows up and tells Ozan like he's the worst and like she also
1: she shows up having heard him be really sketchy on the phone and that, mm-hmm. that he was literally gonna mislead Atia into yes. going to give it. To him. And she I continue, Sophie, but I just thought that made everything they talk about all the more ridiculous because this yeah. is not what you need to be focusing on right now.
2: So you, you think she did hear him and then she tells Atia that's I think how Atia so. knows.
1: Yeah, because I mean, otherwise I think Atia didn't trust him anyway. So I don't think John actually bothered to tell her sister, but the way that mm. she was just standing there furiously by that open car windows, I mean there's no way she didn't hear that because it was like yeah. Two
0: seconds talking
1: before. to his dead mother. Yeah.
0: Right. Oh, God. Yeah. So
2: she's like, I took you back and you're a piece of shit. And like, why did I even ever take you back? Like, you suck. And like, you're a piece of trash and you have never been able to stand up for yourself. Like, you are the worst. Like, <laughs> I don't like even...
1: is this how you're like, she's having like what I would consider a fairly run of the mill, like lovers, you know, squabble Girl. with him. Yeah when in the context of him being a child kidnapper of yeah. her niece like this is like too chill of a convo to be ha- sure. or too normal of a convo to be mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. in the context of everything that's happened so but in, weird- in
2: the yeah in the previous interactions that he is like well you kidnapped this child for all these years and you don't have any knowledge like she just brushes over the fact yeah. that he kidnapped the kid and he's just and she's just like worried that he doesn't know more about the child which is also worrisome, but like, dude, she, he like he yeah, we've got daughter. past
1: the kidnapping thing really quickly, <laughs> too quickly, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so she's having this like art session with the kid, or like to make her draw the symbol, I guess, with her with set up Atia set up yeah. and them, and so they go to this like vision thing where we have Zufe. we have oh, what's the name of the little girl
1: uh sahar
2: sahar yeah. and so they have this vision and like the, the grandma finally like helps them understand and what happened is that Atie is like eve it seems like she's she committed yeah. the original sin which they had honestly been hinting at from that weird flashback scene of her with the long hair and a hand.
1: i'm also kind of like fuck the screenwriters for calling it original sin though and like blaming Agreed. eve
2: for that oh i agree whatever. with that <laughs> um so like she's just saying that like every woman in the family is more powerful than her mother like how this mm-hmm. is the whole thing uh and whatever. I, I don't i don't even i don't believe in for know.
1: setup setup be chilling with no power yes yeah, <laughs> is
2: fucking useless in all <laughs> worlds so yeah <laughs> so then it's the next day in marden and Umut is wearing a really nice dress <laughs> Main takeaway. Main takeaway from that. Okay. Um. So they go to this house that's in perfect state, even though it's been closed for like forty years. Because, like, let's be real, Umut is not that young, TBA. <laughs> like when they're talking about her age, and then they show her wrinkly forehead. So like,
1: oh, okay, wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She oh, she thought her parents were at the farm all these years. <laughs> She's it just very bit, <laughs> it's very hard
0: on her. It's very
1: hard on her.
2: I'm sorry, that was extremely harsh of my part, but I'm just angry about this house being in a perfect state when it's been so many years. That's my my critique, not not her. <laughs> So, Atiyah has another phone call with Erhan, and he's, like, really apologetic and, like, I love you, blah, whatever. Because it seemed in the previous calls like they were in a fight. I don't even know. These calls are dumb. Yeah. Um, so, they're looking everywhere in the house to see what they can find. And they find, like, this drawing of the universe.
1: They find they find it via a white, like, dove flapping oh, yeah, right. around like in front of the right wall to start peeling plaster off of it's like y'all would have been searching there for weeks <laughs> if that <laughs> bird hadn't showed up <laughs> hashtag sim work. hashtag look within <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: god how ridiculous everything is um and so then set up like the john and Like they finally have this conversation and basically it seems like she's packing her bag and then we find out that she did her master's degree in London in this timeline and she like lived there for a while or something. I don't even know what that conversation is about, but like they have a nice little mother daughter bonding moment. Like I think it's up. just,
1: I think it's just set up being like, yeah, you do run away from your problems in a very extreme and physical way. Like you literally pack up and leave anytime anything goes yes, kind this of is, wrong. We are not talking metaphorically running away from your problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are talking yeah.
0: getting on a plane.
1: <laughs> yeah. Go to another country or another continent. <laughs> um, oh, and did, I I, I might've missed it, Sophia, but in the family hallucination scene, um, set up gets her birthmark back.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Really touching moment. So touching. Yeah.
0: It meant a lot to me personally because I care <laughs> about her so much as a
1: person. Darkest <laughs> episode we've recorded. <laughs>
2: yeah, probably. I feel bad now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about this in the gossip section, but. I couldn't connect the dots with now Atiye, like, driving to Marden with, or no, to Goberlitepe with this dude, Ozan. And she, she's, like, driving and then she gets a message from Erhan that's like, yo, um, no, now you need to come to Dara because we need to find the Tree of Life. Oh, I forgot to mention that they found the thing and then it's about the Tree of Life. So they stopped the car and Ozan gets off and he calls Melek and, say, and says like, are you sure that like Sardar wasn't doing stuff for you? Because like has told him that Sardar was like, he, sa- he did the ultimate sacrifice and it was all for Melek. And Melek is actually going to the cemetery and she's taking flowers. But here's my question. Is she thinking and taking the flowers
1: to her own grave? Yeah, she that grave. She laid the flowers on her own grave. <laughs> okay. And, that's what I thought. Wow, what uh, yeah. a narcissist. It's just, yeah, again, begs like the question is it another like physical version of her under the soil or? I mean, what's go- like? I don't know if that'll ever be explained, but yeah. like, what is going on with the atoms that represent medic? Like, are yeah. they underground and above ground, or what the hell? It's weird. I like yeah. to have
2: the conjecture that this is her body, but one of those aliens is
1: oh. inhabiting the Ooh, body. I like Ooh. that. I like that too.
2: Because she says something like thinking her dead body,
0: that makes yeah, me that it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's very weird.
1: Yeah, so that's my current theory Sophia were you saying you weren't connect able to make sense of why Atia was in the car with Ozan like why she went on the road trip well or like you- they,
2: they had other characters talk about it but there's no moment when the two of them decide to go yeah, that's, to yeah that's true
1: they, they don't show them like deciding to drive together but Ozan is the first one that says it's probably that tree that you need to go yeah. to and then when um Adhan calls totally un- unbeknownst, you know, to Adhan that this conversation was had with Ozan and he says yeah. the same thing. and at that point she's like, oh, okay, maybe I should go there. Yeah. Um plus the family hallucination also points to the tree, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Also in the graveyard scene, we learned that it's 2027. Because oh, that's when it says Sardar that. lived to. Oh.
1: And- good, good observation.
0: Yeah, well they put it they actually put it in the subtitles because they translated the gravestones, I think. Okay. Wow. Okay. So but what <laughs> I guess that explains John Tzu's fashion choices and well, Atier's, maybe. <laughs> also the, the kid is the kid is eight years old, remember?
1: Yeah, so I guess 2019 was when yeah, the birth yeah, and yeah. stuff happened. Yeah, Good that point. makes sense.
2: Um so they're on the road and Sahar... Like does Seher and stops them in the middle of the road. <laughs> Seher does Seher. <laughs> I mean, she she's done it so many times now. And so Erhan doesn't stop and like Atiye like. Either Ozan doesn't excuse. stop. Yeah, Ozan doesn't stop, but Atiye either it's an excuse or something, or says like you just ran over a little girl. Yeah. Um, because Ozan didn't see her, and it didn't seem like they ran over someone yeah exactly i mean
1: Atia was like tensed up because she didn't know what would happen when the car reached sad but then she was like oh let me just like capitalize on how tense i was and pretend that i'm really worried that someone got run over (laughs) and then it was pretty smart i've never seen her be that smart usually she's pretty much like go with the flow yeah mystical i mean yeah yeah, i haven't seen her be like deliberately deceptive so it it was a nice moment
2: she gets in the driver's seat and she drives away. And then Erhan and Umut arrive to this archaeologist of the... Is it of the monastery? I don't even know where the archaeologist is archaeologic.
1: I don't know, but he there knows doll, Erhan yeah. super
0: well, so yeah,
1: very confused. He, he, he's in the pirate show I watch. He's, <laughs> he, he he has pet roosters and he's a pirate.
2: Wow. Is, there, is it about barbaros? Yeah,
1: the, the yeah. <laughs>
2: cool um, and so atia like arrives at dada and she goes to this underground cave um <laughs> which reminded me of our little excursion in sofia in that church because <laughs> <randomly. laughs> like she Bodies just randomly starts ever. randomly starts running into bones on the floor <laughs> and then is just like walking behind her and uh, that's the end of the episode and I accidentally watched into the next one but that's the end of this episode <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so although we've gotten some of our snark out, I feel like there's still some to go. So now we're going to move on into our gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section. Well, first of all, the episode starts off with Atier giving a really long, boring speech about thresholds, and I just wanted to point that out. That was annoying.
1: (laughs) How many episodes have started out like that with basically the same speech? All of
0: them. I mean, sometimes it's set up, sometimes it's Erhan, but it's always a speech yeah. that means nothing.
1: Yeah. Like pseudo deep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sophia, you kind of alluded to this. I had this written down in the beginning of the episode when Atiye tells Erhan like, oh, I'm at Ozan's house. We're chilling. And he's like, oh, Okay. <laughs> 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 um I just like don't get this relationship. I don't believe in it. They haven't shown us anything. Like the only thing they showed us was like after Umut tries to kiss Erhan, they showed us like a sweet phone call between the two of them, so we wouldn't be worried, I guess. But like, I just don't believe them together at all, and I don't understand how these two people are coexisting. <laughs>
1: Atia and Arhan? Mm-hmm. You don't understand? Okay.
0: Yeah, because they're so, like, Atia is so weird and emotionless. <laughs> and Arhan yeah. is just, like, wants to go beat people up. And I just, it doesn't make any sense.
1: I can't get over how both of them are, like, generally basically fine with Ozan. I know. Like, as well. And I just know what you said. Just that, that part of the triangle of doom. Don't get it.
0: <laughs> Try <love to. laughs> Yeah, I really don't get it at all.
1: Like him kissing Umuk back would have been way more realistic than any of the nonsense. League. And
0: so, like, entertaining. Like, what would create yeah. some drama here? There, there's
1: been there's been palpable sexual tension the whole time they've interacted, mm-hmm. which is also weird because I don't. Well, I mean, I don't know because it doesn't seem like the screenwriters wanted that, but they kind of did because then she kissed him. But like now, he's like the most loyal husband ever. So whatever like, right he's the most loyal
0: it. husband ever even though we haven't seen a single scene with him and Atier like having a good time being yeah.
1: married like
0: it doesn't make any sense
1: yeah. yeah i can't imagine just like eight years of not knowing where your baby went would be good for a relationship no it the whole
0: thing is confusing like it would yeah. actually make a lot of sense and be interesting if umots was like a factor a love triangle yeah. factor but yeah i guess she's not also why is she not hannah she is
2: i I definitely think she is because they were hinting at it like oh god because that first scene in the car was like oh yeah we're having fun we're just two people on a road trip kind of thing
0: you know
1: is there any chance that Umut is not loyal to the cause and that mark we saw means she's in the cabal that medic is in? yes
0: i wanted to talk about this
1: yeah interesting i like that conjecture
0: it doesn't make any sense with the auntie scene that we had, but I like yeah. the idea that she has this mark. Auntie could be in the cabal has too. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I really assume. like that. That would be super cool. Turn. It would make
1: more sense if she's just trying to like distract Adhan with her womanly wiles. <laughs> 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 but I don't know because I'm assuming it's the cabals ancestors or prior, you know, iterations of the cabal, the aliens that did the massacre at Dada. Like I assume that yeah. they yeah, okay. This, so can we yeah. talk
0: about this? Like this was so confusing to me. There was a massacre at Dada, but those people were also the people at Gebekli Tebe, but the Gebekli Tepe people didn't get massacred. The Dada no, people got the, massacred
1: the se- No, no, no. Okay, yes. Yeah. So the people that got massacred in Dara were several centuries or generations after Gobekli Tepe was originally settled and like set up. Okay. So they were the they were the direct descendants of the Gobekli Tepe, like OG mystical magical people.
0: Okay. Okay. So I guess
1: Atias ancestors, I'm guessing ultimately. Um and then the people who killed them in Dara, I'm assuming are the OG aliens or whatever, you know, this group of evil people right. is. But like what they were trying to accomplish, we don't know yet. Maybe Sophia does because she watched part of the next episode. But,
0: <laughs> but she's not gonna tell.
1: Know. No. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Um, okay, I guess I guess I get it. It's I what, just feel like I, those, I, I just like... feel
1: like it takes a lot of like effort to get to an explanation like this. So I'm like hoping that they actually exerted themselves enough to explain all of it. Uh
0: yeah, it, it kind of feels like when we went to Nemrut for no explicable reason.
1: This is this show is also just like a tourist, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. tourism video. Like, Mardin is like a very photogenic city. It's gorgeous. Um, did we really need to go there? Probably not. But hey, it's pretty. <laughs> and the monastery looked really cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's see. Uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of funny how she described the massacre as like, I don't know, like, they were super learned and so they got killed, which has nothing to do with what we think the Cabal's motives are of, like, stopping overpopulation. Right, right. But it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I was confused. Yeah,
1: I think this next episode, they absolutely have to tell us what their deal is. Like, We if, have if to you, meet them. Yeah, we have to meet them. We have to understand what the hell Medic is like. Is yeah. she... Uh, you know, a body snatcher or like an actual like her, IDK. Um, I think if they they don't explain in this next episode, they really leave themselves like no runway to explain and then also reasonably resolve things. I'm kind of worried even uh, about their ability to resolve things with three episodes to go. Yeah. But if they yeah. leave it to two, then like Jesus.
0: <laughs> I mean, it seems like we're done with like the mid season setup episodes. Yeah. To me. And, and like stuff's now we're in a cave and shit always happens in caves in this show. So yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. We haven't seen like straight up monsters or like well a little bit with like Atia's for season one like self-zombie hallucination, but we haven't like seen anything like profoundly um monstery uh, in the show. So yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do with this creepy skeleton case. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was creepy. That was very (laughs) I understand now why Sophia said this episode had some of her greatest fears in it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, I really want Umuk to be a traitor. Yeah, yeah such a good twist.
0: Me too, me too. I think it's very possible.
2: Like she clearly is much more intelligent than Arahan. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and she like I mean it's it's such a smart trap delay like acting like she's agoraphobic and doesn't want to participate and then like basically adhan begs her to participate and then she's like well fuck you over because I'm evil (laughs) that would be dope. (laughs) Okay so let's talk about uh Sophia your brush with fame aka Nurjan aka auntie who didn't tell (laughs) that her parents were dead (laughs) oh my god So as you, you might you might have to have to tell this story because i don't remember it that well i don't remember it that well either i think you're right okay okay so i'll the reason that nurjan edan the the actress who guest stars as horrible auntie um uh, at the monastery is like someone of note is she's been to a couple of tv shows um i know her um from the turkish adaptation of Dawson's creek a great great wow. teen drama uh, Turkish version is better than the OG American version, in my humble opinion. Um, so she played one of the character's moms, even though she was like only eight years older than the character. Classic, Classic. women getting yep. cast as old <laughs> hags like once they turn thirty. Um, and she and I also know her. I've seen her performing as Sezen um, Aksu, who we've talked about in a previous episode. I think when we were doing the Love One Hundred and One episodes, um, one of Turkey's most famous. Um, singer songwriters. Nurjan has long been part of her kind of supporting uh, backup singer lineup, although Sezanox doesn't tour anymore. Um, the I think all of the concerts that I went to when she was touring, Nurjan was one of the backing vocalists. So she's also a musician. Um, and Sophia was at some kind of an elite artist's resort retreat I don't even know where the hell you were but you like <laughs> met a famous writer no, that's not writer where, I, that's not that's where, where I you were for this part oh okay so <laughs> you had I a lot think of I met her in
2: Istanbul making oh, okay.
1: <laughs> as, as one does
2: casually <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and like we were all foreigners and had no clue who she, who she was so I think that was probably odd also because like she's very well known in Turkey and we were just making Turkish eating.
1: meatballs Yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say we were just uneducated
1: foreigners who didn't know anything about Turkish culture <laughs> I mean that's probably what she she probably prefers that kind of interaction versus like Tur- also I feel like a lot of people in Turkey especially these days because she hasn't been on a show in a minute I would say at least or at least to my knowledge so I feel like people wouldn't she's not like one of the dizzy stars that people would be, you know, tripping over themselves trying to get a selfie with on the street, but she's cool. I like her. It was nice to see her being the shittiest aunt ever. The shittiest <laughs>
2: fake aunt ever. <laughs> My main takeaway from
0: this is that we need to watch the Turkish Dazes Creek.
1: It's so good. So <laughs> I tried to though. watch.
0: Oh, gee, Dawson's Creek. It I was like, this is stupid after like two episodes. So. It's so Dawson different. Is like, so obnoxious. Also. They, they
1: they change the um like the characters you can identify in the first episodes, like which of the Turkish characters is the stand-in for which American character, like Pacey Dawson, et cetera. But beyond that, it it really takes a completely different path. So, which is why I like it because actual Dawson was a little bit ridiculous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about John Sue.
1: Where, where to begin Poor she girl.
0: survived another episode
1: she, i thought she, i thought her overhearing via standing right next to his damn car was like that was the end for her but okay like, he yeah.
0: literally ended his conversation saying mom she was yeah. right there yeah. she clearly knows that his mother has been dead for 30 years or whatever but she did she just brushed over that and was like okay i'm gonna yeah. yell at you for 10 minutes
1: yeah about like just kind of basic shit. Like not like such basic shit. Why is your mom alive and you're talking to her?
0: And what was the point of that scene? You're just wasting our time with this. Like we get it. They're broken up. The end.
1: A better use of time would have been either her screaming at him for his actual crimes, or him killing her. Yeah, being like, "Wow, he's so evil, he killed her." That would have been a better use of. Or
0: just having her die, like when she crossed the street two episodes ago. Like, what is she adding at this point besides interesting fashion choices?
1: And and heart to hearts with your other favorite character,
0: right? Which giving us more setup in our lives, which we do not want or need
1: nobody wants it yeah
0: <laughs> like i the only thing i can think of is the point of that was that she's gonna show up in marden and die there and that they had to explain One why she hope. would be there maybe i guess
1: oh i don't
0: know yeah i really don't know what's going on with her at this point um and set up too like what's the sprouting seed thing is that the tree did we solve that already
1: yeah, so that's what um, that's what Atia set up originally. Well, it okay, okay. So Grandma <laughs> was saying stuff that made Atia think, "Oh, this confirms that it should be the tree at Gebek Tepe," which is what Ozan said in laying the trap, and that's mm-hmm. what Adhan said in his own misinterpretation of the wall, the hidden wall mural. Mm-hmm. Um, but then. Sahad, for whatever reason during the family hallucination whispers and setups ear it's like Sahad your sister's the most useless person in this family hallucination. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely should know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She should know the best out of <laughs> all the dead people in the family hallucination. Um, but yeah, then she yeah, the, the sprouting seed things makes Atiyah it kind of confirms that it shouldn't be at Gubek the Tepe. I I don't know. It was like or or she once adhan calls her back she's like oh i get it now it's like i don't really get it now i don't really get how you
0: okay okay so it was just like some yeah. evidence that it it was in Mars yeah. and nodded in... okay yeah yeah Got it
1: like it. confirmed it but like in de- just sahar's weird riddle did not was not helpful but when adhan was like explicitly saying don't go to go back to Tipa, then the riddle made sense but idky i guess i hadn't set up or just like destined to be very 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 minimally useful Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. more useless than useful yeah yeah
0: do we need to say anything about the original sin discussion
1: it was disappointing i don't really have anything more to add to it i don't know why this has to be a story of the first woman fucked it up and now all these other women are trying to um clean up after her it's like uh she didn't actually fuck up (laughs) but okay
0: (laughs) yeah like why why
1: because we already
0: are fighting the cabal like it could just be atia versus cabal like why does atia have something to make up
1: for right why does she have this like original sin baggage which again has literally only been used to um subjugate women (laughs) throughout human history yeah
0: yeah i don't know Um, speaking of women, Melek, uh, I think, I think we were definitely right when we said last episode that they're making Ozan, um, ready for like a turn to the good. Cause that conversation Mm -hmm. in the car where she's like, she's walking through the graveyard and she's gaslighting him about how horrible, well, Serdar was horrible, but like her heroic efforts to save him Mm -hmm. when we've seen nothing of the sort. I don't know. The whole Melek thing is weird. I guess she's just super evil.
1: I just want to know if she's like her.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love I love the body stature idea. That's great. Yeah. I hope that's what happened, but I think like Omuz, we're going to be disappointed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, well. We just, just proves that we could make a better show.
0: We could. Netflix, hit us up. We hit got this. Up. If you want to go to all the tourist sites in Turkey, we'll make up good reasons to go there and we'll put them in the airport to get there.
1: There'll be a lot of conniving and twists and other kind of nonsense we wanted to see happen in your shows Mm -hmm. that y'all just weren't brave enough to do, Mm -hmm. but we're ready.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Okay. And then the last thing I have written down in my notes is like at- Atier and Aden get to the creepy ass cave that Sophia would like to make her new house. And <laughs> <laughs> why didn't she go there with Erhan?
1: They're supposed to meet up there, but he was just taking too long, even though he's like much closer.
0: Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. she's should- like he-
1: Dara is in Maiden. like he is. Within he was the there. He- yeah. We saw him
0: talking to the excavation guy. Yeah. Like. Well, I maybe something
1: happened to him.
0: Ooh, maybe Umu happened. Maybe they're Ooh. they have a little love shack in Dara somewhere.
1: Skeleton, skeleton. Um, I don't know a good word for sex, so I'm gonna say sex. Skeleton, <laughs> sex. <laughs> Trying to think of a There's cuter way so to say that. There's so many good
0: euphemisms.
1: I couldn't think of one. Let's see.
0: Uh, holding the purple stone. <laughs> Sophia oh. said it earlier. That's cool. I feel like it's a I euphemism can't. for something. Probably drugs. Like
2: <laughs> oh my God.
0: Uh, yeah. So wild, wild. Is there anything else we need to talk about?
1: I mean, what are they, what's gonna happen at Donna? Like, what, what, like, what is, you know, what do we think? What's the point of this trip to Donna?
0: Yeah, good question. Bringing it back to the whole point of the show.
1: I think they're gonna get stuck in the cave, Aden
0: and Natia.
1: That's a good thing that the show has done before.
2: (laughs) They're probably gonna go back to that scene of, um, of Aden like dying. Yeah. Yeah. It probably has something to do with the original sin then they're gonna like reverse it
1: somehow. maybe that's the original sin is like killing your child. murdering
0: your daughter yeah probably maybe although doesn't the i feel like the bible looks fondly upon that no
1: yeah it's true god's all like if you if you worship me you shall kill your son and then Abraham's like okay and then god's <laughs> like oh <my> don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bible studies with Eske. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god if, if anyone if if, the, if this podcast gets in the wrong hands i'm gonna be on some lists <laughs> i'm a nice person sometimes.
0: <laughs> oh god um yeah i have no idea like maybe like aden has to confront her anger for Atier, and they get through it, and then they're both like dumb smiling people for the rest of their lives. But
1: I don't know <laughs> what that has to do with the Atierified, okay, <laughs> dumb smile.
0: Like thinking back to season one, like she was great. She was like sassy. Yeah. She was an independent yeah. artist. She had yeah. all these things going on. Now she's just like an emotionless smiling. Ninka poop, like, what is wrong with her? She, they ruined her character,
1: <laughs> they did, they did.
0: She's so boring,
1: yeah, 100%. The least interesting character, she's even less interesting than setup. With setup, I'm at least like, Are you gonna do something? Yeah, L-t? it's like, I know you're gonna do the right thing because you're just two dimensionally good, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, agreed. It all started when she healed Sardar, that was the beginning of the end for her.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so now we're going to move on into our history section where we are talking about the city of Mardin and the ancient city of Dara I did some Dara research I did not do any Mardin research
1: lucky for you I have the esteemed Wikipedia page of Mardin open before me I'm sorry you mean
0: the um 18th century uh primary text written about the city that 18th has century, a thousand yes. page novel
1: that I memorized that you memorized yeah. yes so okay. it's I'm tearing t- t- this information from my brain okay good um good, good. so <laughs> <laughs> Mardin is a city and a province of course the province is more expansive than like Mardin city proper it is of, as i said earlier in the episode a very photogenic um tourist hotspot. although i should say it's a tourist hotspot, but not in the way that like istanbul or ephesus or like some of the, like or, or cappadocia some of these like really obvious places are mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of foreign tour groups going to mind and it's more domestic tourism or like foreigners who maybe have been to turkey before and know that it's somewhere that you know they need to hit Um, I wouldn't say that it's still, it's nice in the sense it's still sort of undiscovered, um, by the world at large, but, um, it still gets quite a bit of Insta Instagram attention and and (laughs) tourist, tourist time and tourist dollars. So that's good. Um, the architecture is stone. It's a very striking, um, kind of, I don't know what kind of stone it is, but it's like, you know, light, it's like white slash sand colored, um, anyone who you know any Turk if you any Turk oh it's limestone okay um any Turk who you, <laughs> you show pictures from like Mardin to to, a, to someone from Turkey or someone who's been uh who spent some time in Turkey like they will immediately recognize it as being Mardin architecture um so the old town is kind of like similar to what we you see in North Africa like or or other parts of the Middle East and Levant it's kind of a labyrinth of old buildings, um, all like I said, stonework. there's so many representations of non-islamic faiths. there's the, it's the, the headquarters of the um, Syriac Orthodox Church. There's a synagogue and a Catholic Church and all these different um, denominations represented with active congregations still. For me it really symbolizes kind of Mesopotamia in, Turkey um similar to you know parts of Urfa and parts of Gaziantep province as well but Mardin kind of like that the fact that the capital of the province and the kind of the main urban center still looks so ancient is really uh notable and interesting um the Tigris River runs through the province the the city of Mardin with the like I said all the, the the iconic architecture that I have been discussing um it's right right on the banks of the Tigris it's on a hill overlooking the river. And yeah, it's, it's, I, I, even though I'm talking about it like I've been there, I actually haven't. It's one of my top places I want to visit. Um, I've watched a lot of kind of travel um, videos on YouTube, Turkish and, and English speaking folks who've gone and, you know, filmed themselves visiting and trying to live vicariously through them, but <laughs> haven't had a chance to go yet. The monastery, obviously, that we talked about last episode of the podcast and then that we saw on this episode of Atiya is within the Tur Abdin region, which is a the way I understand it, is a bunch of these old um, religious structures, uh, old monasteries. And there are there's actually a Kurdish majority in the city, Nurjan. Adam who played the the ridiculous auntie, ridiculous and horrible auntie, um, she was speaking Kurdish when Adhanen almost approached her. Uh, originally, I'm a little bit confused about the this. I probably should have said this in the gossip section. I'm a little bit confused about why the language of the Gebektepe people is the language of the Cabal now, because they were saying something about that. But like the Cabal in took season it. one was speaking Syriac. But now they're not, I guess. I'm a little bit confused but, about language. But
0: that could be a part of the plot because like Umos knows this language of the cabal. Isn't that sketchy? Yeah. Oh no, it's the protector language. But maybe that's bullshit. And it's just because mm, she's evil.
1: Maybe. we we're, Again, we're hoping. We're, we're hoping. hoping. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have. I mean, it's uh, it's cool. We would like to go, I think, all of us.
0: <laughs> yeah, would really like to go. Okay, so they also went to Dara, which is an ancient site that's 18 miles, 30 kilometers southeast of Marden. Um, and so it was built in the sixth century CE by the Byzantines slash Romans at that time, uh, I guess Byzantines, but basically Romans to as a part of their conflicts against the persians so the persians had a city uh i forget what it's called that was like right there and the byzantines were like oh shit like we have we have nothing to come back to when we're going to fight them so they built the city um, basically for the purpose of having a base for their army in the region but it is called by some the Ephesus of the east it is one of the only cities that is purely Byzantine architecture, nothing was built on top of it, Um, nothing was there beforehand, so it's a really good example of exactly what that time period was like, in terms of architecture. Excavations began in 1986 and uh, the most notable finding is a 1500 year old mass grave, I'm assuming for all the soldiers, but who knows. (laughs) And it is trying to get on the UNESCO World Heritage list. So it's going to be on the tentative list in 2022 or three, uh, 2023, I guess. So it's hoping to get in there. They have a five-year excavation plan. I think a lot of it is still unexcavated. And that's why they're still not um, a UNESCO World Heritage site, but probably will be eventually. And it looks really cool. Would like to go.
1: You don't think the mass grave is for um, the slaughtered (laughs) Gevektetsepe It's
0: the slaughtered protectors, like Umut's family. (laughs) Come on, Sammy, open your eyes. (laughs) Sorry, you're right, you're (laughs) right, you're right. (laughs) It also has a gigantor cistern, which is pretty cool. It's apparently six meters deeper than the famous cisterns in Istanbul, which are already pretty cool looking. So... Mm -hmm would like to see that
2: it looks so beautiful i'm really sad that we didn't go to Marden or here
0: we'll go we lived our turkey. next trip
1: or, or the list for our next trip well, we're going to be on our next trip for two months at least maybe Hell yeah
0: i'm in <laughs> okay well, <laughs> well <don't> anyway <laughs> we really want to go to Marden and dada and maybe we'll go on our big turkey trip maybe this summer. Yes. Let's do it.
2: Great. Yeah. I'm turning 30. So that would be a great, great <gasps> oh. way. to celebrate. Oh my God.
0: That would be so fun. There you go. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, so now we're gonna move on into our favorite and final section which is what the fuck sultan of success and fatma's hit list um guys i have a confession to make i didn't write down any what the fucks because all of my notes were what the fucks
2: <laughs> agreed i have a lot of what the fucks
0: what are yours sophia
2: well one why did the
1: auntie wait like 40 years to tell her uh to and tell her just, the truth
2: about her parents
1: yeah the, the reaction to it was so casual it was just like oh she okay, was like oh
0: okay that's i also think sad. It's,
2: it's what the fuck that they're bringing in this like romantic chemistry between umut and erhan like really like three episodes away from the end like was that really necessary
0: yeah i completely agree and also like even bringing in a new character who's so core to the plot three seasons in when they've been cycling these same characters through the different timelines i think it's yeah. really kind of obnoxious but i guess they couldn't get hannah back i can't wait back. for
1: almost to take her mask off and it's just hannah <laughs> that
0: wait. would make me yeah. so happy yeah. <laughs> the whole melek like
2: um leaving stuff at her own grave was also very what the fuck it just speeds into yeah. my theory but so very what the fuck also, well, the whole glossing over the kidnapping is very what the fuck.
0: Archie's mm-hmm. parenting skills like losing her daughter on the beach at the house of her kidnapper. Bad. Well,
2: not only that, but like also like having a really like you know kind of secret conversation about her like right within her hearing range. So much so that she destroyed the rock. Yeah. That she's holding. Yeah, just not not my jam. What else? I had so many, I didn't write them down, unfortunately, but they were <laughs>
0: funny. I feel like everything we talked about in the gossip section was what the fuck,
1: pretty much. Yeah. Even in the plot section, we, we couldn't, help, yeah, ourselves. We couldn't kept, help ourselves. I kept interjecting with, like, takes. I couldn't. <laughs> <not>. <laughs> oh, because
2: I said we'll talk about this in the gossip section about something, but I can't remember what it was. I mean, the Jansu se- this show, like, it's gotten really Game of Thronesy in the way that, like, there's all of these, in the like, worst possible way. <laughs> yeah, very heavy dialogue scenes, and then like the action scenes are like really rushed because, like, there's so much dialogue and so much unnecessary dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, like, just makes me really angry. It's like, like, chill on the dialogue. We don't need all this expository shit. Like, yeah, just yeah.
0: Shows we don't need happening. the monologues. We Like, if you're rushing towards a conclusion, like, just cut out the unnecessary characters like John Soon set up. Like Yeah. They don't need a scene every episode. Yeah. We won't forget who they are.
1: They not only need a scene, they need a scene together that does nothing to advance the plot. Right, that's right. That's exactly what they need.
2: That's, that's what makes me mad. It's like, it's the same thing as Game of Thrones, you know? You knew you had three episodes left and there was so much shit that needed to yeah. happen in those yeah. three episodes. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't going to happen in a satisfying way,
1: so. Nope.
2: We haven't finished this show, and I'm already complaining. (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) As as Aski said last time, there's loose ends, not plot holes, until we get to the end.
1: Yeah, until we get to the end, and then we can have we can do a bonus episode of plot holes (laughs) once we're literally once they've been confirmed. Yeah.
0: My biggest is the nice dog that was sitting in the middle of the street last episode. Why? (laughs) Yeah. Why? Is that Sahar's other form? Like she's a werewolf? Maybe.
1: It also
2: took me a bit to like remember that, oh, what's the name of this girl? Sahar and um, the grandma were dead in this timeline. Like it's really hard to keep track of who's dead and who's alive. We didn't
0: even know that. They just are like, we're just assuming it. Well, we know it now, but like we were assuming it because it's very similar to timeline one, but they never told us that.
1: Yeah
2: yeah i don't know also what you said okay th- this is really important so the syriac was the alien language i think this is a big what the fuck but now it's the protector's language right like who the fuck's language is it then? right yeah right. like like dude decide whatever you're gonna decide but don't like flip it they just in the middle of it. seasons
0: yeah. yeah
2: yeah oh yeah the whole like Umut speaks Syriac because she's a protector, so she like instinct instinctively
1: better She better be treacherous. Oh my god! <laughs> like, please don't make her good.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think she could be bad. Like, they had that scene where she was like spying on Erhan's conversation with Atia, but knowing this show, that could also just be like she's sad because she's single. Scene,
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah, and then they're gonna be like Umut, the worst thing other than being adopted. Is being single. <laughs> oh god! Exactly.
2: <laughs> Honestly, the whole adoption thing is really fucked up that
1: that they have like such a negative perception of it. Yeah. On the
2: show.
0: Yeah.
1: Like We're to the- <laughs> god, just like to the point of like the shitty auntie being like your parents are, are, have left <laughs> <laughs> I have, i'm not i'm not adopting you because that would be the worst thing that could happen no. i'm just you know babysitting while they're away forever <laughs>
2: <laughs> on a farm on the beach yeah yeah <laughs> also okay i i feel like this probably has been real, well this was a what the fuck we discussed the distances like i'm very angry oh, yeah. about that because it's so ridiculous and also what you mentioned about like how, oh, somehow Atiye from Istanbul got to Mardin before, got to Dara before
0: Erhan, who Who was already there. (laughs) Yeah, That
1: just made me really fucking mad. Like I mean, I really hope that they, again, don't have much faith that they will, but it would be great if they showed what happened and Erhan had gone there hours before, but was whatever, kidnapped or stuck somewhere, whatever happened but he was
2: archaeologic with his archaeologist friend
0: (laughs) right
1: but knowing how things usually go in these dramas that he's probably going to stumble in like two hours later and then something's going to be wrong with (laughs) Atia. yeah
0: yeah for sure
1: i'm
2: so angry about that Still about all of that
0: something i forgot to mention in the gossip section but it is kind of a what the fuck when Johnson was yelling at Ozan, and she was like three years ago, you came to my door with flowers and I forgave yeah. you. Was that talking about the nail incident? Cause if she forgave him for that, I will be enraged.
1: God, I don't know. I didn't think about that that deeply, but maybe that's really messed up.
0: I was worried that that's what she was talking. I hope let's just pretend it wasn't, but if it was, then I'm real bad.
1: I wouldn't put it past this show
0: yeah <laughs> do you have any what the fuck says key
1: no nothing nothing really to add i i agree the whole many plot points were just what the fuck's in and of themselves so
0: <laughs> yep okay sultan of success
1: kind of well Ozan only up until he got duped out of his car yeah he he got duped he can't win it yeah he can't win but he was it was going really well for him for like family hallucination lined up with what he needed to happen yeah yeah but yeah he got duped by atia's weird like we hit someone <laughs> <laughs> i think for uh, that reason atia should be this yeah justice. yeah that was such uh, a poor lie and it worked <laughs> he was finally coming yeah that's true it was a big moment for her i was proud of her
0: oh i don't want to give it to her
1: (laughs) who are we gonna give it to looks for maybe maybe. like working her wiles (laughs) but we haven't seen the fruits of that yet she's probably gonna turn out to be good and useless yeah yeah she's definitely
0: good and useless
1: also like what the fuck is gonna happen like they introduced a new like love
2: conflict in the like almost last episode like yeah the fuck
1: that's why the only logical resolution is her just trying that to, you know, trick Adhan to do her bidding, and like he's too pure and strong <laughs> to fall for it.
0: Pure but... and strong,
1: <laughs> for he Except is Adam, somehow, and he has not yeah. original sin to like Eve.
2: <laughs> yeah, somehow, somehow, like he's adam what, whatever she's uh, the just... snake and well, it's the snake Ooh. <laughs> oh we, did, we also didn't talk about the ridiculousness of them following that snake through like the wall whatever oh the bird yeah
0: i think she just spoiled something because we did not see that shit
1: yeah Oof.
2: oh god i'm sorry yeah this is why it's so dangerous to watch
1: these i know this was an accident but this is why we don't um we don't get ahead of the episode that's okay that doesn't surprise me at all
0: okay fatwa's hit list i mean melek melek is an obvious candidate uh i would put atia there because i just want to punch her in the face every time i see her stupid smiling face
1: right <laughs> <Wait>, okay <laughs> i mean
0: but that's yeah probably not appropriate so <laughs> melek
1: yeah yeah
0: okay all right well a very grudging congratulations to atia for being the sultan of success today uh, watch out to Melek. I know we said we wanted to find out your plan, but I'm kind of scared about the lackluster amount of plan that we're going to find out about. So I think Fatima, you should just fucking go for it. <laughs> um, thank you all so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys next time about RTA season three, episode six.